Hello and welcome back to Black or Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We're back for the second episode of The Bear entitled Hands, written and directed by Christopher Storer. I really enjoyed the pace and the way this episode was shot. It was very reminiscent of his premiere episode system. And we're getting a little bit more contextualization behind Carmi and his relationship with his brother as well as a little bit of insight into Richie, who is a very loud, insecure, misogynistic ass of a person, but with a heart somewhere (laughs) behind all of this rough exterior. I gave this episode an 8.6 out of 10, not as strong as the premiere, but certainly still very good before we jump into the review wherever you listen to this podcast podbean stitcher itunes spotify go down to the rating section drop some stars leave a review my social media will be there as well if you want to send feedback on the bear or any other show that i'm doing blackercouch at gmail.com at the top of the episode a year ago i thought i was back in the world of the menu Because if you haven't seen that movie, it is very much showcasing a kitchen with this type of militaristic, wow, I really still can't say that word, but I know how to spell it. Anyhow, I really love the juxtaposition between the, the pristineness of Nomo versus the, the, the beef where he's currently at it's just a sloppy mess where there is this automatic call and response there's the the poor young chef who unfortunately just keeps breaking her sauce and when the head chef comes in his only question is why and every answer that she gives is not sufficient until she's told to leave and you see how very quickly people can can uh can what's the washout of being at this high stress level high anxiety level position but a lot of chefs really enjoy that I think Carmi mentions every time that I would go into work before I go into work at my last job I used to throw up that's not a a, a, a normal response to going into work I, I may feel a little sick to my stomach but I don't physically up chuck all right so he is rather addicted to that lifestyle even when it becomes very debasing because when that guy came out and he's like why are you so slow do you think you can do this and then it just got profoundly worse with you're so fucking stupid you think you're talented with your the short stature (laughs) you got a complex and your tattoos and you go out and you do your smoke break and you think you're so cool say you're fucking cool not fucking cool say chef you should be dead you're talentless you're just a piece of shit you fucking bitch why you bullying why you bullying me you fucking no i don't think there's ever a position in where i feel hazing to this extent is necessary (laughs) To inspire i don't care how much people are like oh it pushed me to the limit yeah but you deserve to be treated like a human being like 
his sister was saying sugar which is still a name i haven't quite wrapped my head around and she's not a stripper but a chef takes care of his people not sits there and makes them deeply depressed (laughs) and doing things like throwing up before they start their shift but it certainly shows the world in which Richie and his over boisterous personality wouldn't be as jarring say to someone like myself while they are cleaning Marcus said why do I have to use a toothbrush it's for consistency (laughs) Richie is once again dismissing Carmi and his achievements doesn't want to hear about Nomo Marcus is like that's a big deal and both him and Sydney are like yes Carmi and Sydney but Richie thinks his DeVry University (laughs) education (laughs) is sufficient enough and this motherfucker didn't even graduate but it's once again just another way in which he doesn't want to to lean into the changes necessary i would think anyone is i'm kind of with sydney like you you're not that stupid not to want success right everyone wants that even if it's at a a base level marcus does seem intrigued about furthering his own education as a chef and i think that by the end of the season we should possibly we'll get some uh more insight onto that he goes and takes a smoke break but before he did there was that pace of the day where he is asking for hands which is the name of the episode to come help to assist him and he's getting no assistance he's all alone he's making the sandwiches and no one is responding to him actually you can hear the rest of them having conversations and pretty much ignoring him like he's not the boss and it's because apparently of the significant age difference Carmi feels very obsessive compulsive possibly he certainly was upset that he was not invited to work with his brother something he blames Richie for He does when he gets home eat like a normal person but when he falls asleep on the couch he has a nightmare about work been there done that but not to this extent because the orders are coming in and they very quickly turn to self-depreciation i thought that was a nice touch he didn't love you you should be dead you killed michael he cooks while sleepwalking apparently because it transitions from him cooking at his workstation to him cooking at his home and he almost sets his place on fire shit it's hotter than two wood rats fucking in a wool sock out here sydney is someone who is not only willing to help but has a business plan to do so she doesn't want to stage even though she appreciates appreciates the week that he has allowed her to do so she wants to work there and get paid 
and she has come up with a 57 page business proposal in detail on what to do to make this business more profitable, how to cut costs and how to allow for her salary as a sous chef. And uh, while he is interested in the proposal, it's a little overwhelming and too much for him to even consider at the current moment because the health inspector shows up. The previous health inspector, Ron, apparently has died. <laughs> and they are not too happy to see this new woman. At least Richie isn't because he knows about the one mistake that he made, which was the caulk uh since he made the comments about how he can fix everything i didn't laugh my ass off when sydney's like uh we sell ice cream i didn't know we sold ice cream i ain't never seen ice cream come up out of here so why does Ibrahim want the ice cream machine working the health inspector uh introduces herself Richie is very standoffish with her talk about can I see your identification <laughs> interesting what's interesting about it ma'am do what you need to do I'll be around if you have any questions then it goes back to the gossip because <laughs> Cindy goes back to talking to Carmi about her proposal about picking up the flower instead of having it dropped off he says everyone doesn't drive apparently angel sweeps and marcus don't have a license and richie's is suspended she said i saw him driving this morning they see me rolling they hating patrolling and trying to kiss me riding dirty 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 then we got i think abraham fuck and and uh marcus is like don't trust the health inspectors man they're full of shit but the best part was angel outside talking about don't trust bitches with notebooks because sydney came up here with a notebook and now she thinks she's running shit bitch you just jealous of my super saiyan swagger i think maybe you're just upset that you're not the only female around for all of the men to uh flirt with all day <laughs> richie when he is told by the health inspector, both Richie and Carmen, the rest of the group, that they have two major red flags. The one being Richie's terrible job trying to fix uh, a, a pipe that's next to something. It's food contamination. It's next to the water. And he starts to exclaim, let me fucking caulk. Boy, if you don't get. And I finally started to understand him just a little bit more. He knew he fucked up. But the worst is the cigarettes on the burner, which plot twist wasn't Richie's fault, but something that he failed at once, he simply accepted the blame for the second. He talks over Sydney and she ain't ha having that. Like, not only did you talk over me, you're talking longer. Oh, hell no. Okay. So unfortunately, they get a C and she sees her way out very quickly. <laughs> The two, Richie and Carmi, get into another verbal and physical altercation with Sydney, being like, I am too short for this shit. And she ends up being the one 
tasked with taking Richie to the store so that he could buy the necessary materials to fix the damn caulk. And Sydney is stuck driving Miss Daisy. My response would promptly have been, Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out. You ain't trying to pay me. You ain't looked at my business proposal. This man has been done gotten on my nerves and this is the favor you asked sir Sydney said you can ask the people that work here Richie if you don't know where things are but Richie like every man that thinks he can figure it out himself is like no no I'm gonna go find it while belittling Carmine calling him a toddler (laughs) and that it wasn't him but Michael who didn't want him to work at the restaurant as a kid and that Carmine was protected. And he is a little resentful of that, saying, you know, I needed to be protected too. So there's a lot of history that we have not gotten to. She cautiously asks about what happened to Mike. Well, Mike shot himself in the head four months ago. And he was Richie's best friend, even though she was more wondering what the relationship, a mother's side, father's side, uh, that that michael was on i don't think that really matters does it i don't think so but maybe she's just curious oliver platt shows up he is jimmy i think that's his name he comes to check on carmy but carmine has nothing but bad news to tell him and he says look uh you can't start it fucked (laughs) and not only that Mike owed me $300,000 and now Carm is on the hook. Excuse me, bitch. The fact that he said he could have came and broke his legs makes me think that Jimmy is, uh, is, uh, not necessarily. He's a loan shark. (laughs) I don't know why I'm tiptoeing around it. That's my assumption is that Jimmy is a loan shark. And he possibly gave him that $300,000 in the in the hope that he wouldn't be able to pay back the loan so that he can buy this place because he certainly asked Carmine to sell it. But Carmine promises the cash instead. Like, uh, and you didn't, at least after that moment, he was looking at that business proposal. Like, you know what? I didn't go to college for this shit. (laughs) I'm surprised he doesn't have someone like that that would be assisting, even if it's, uh for a couple of hours just to look shit over additionally additionally he said he wasn't going to keep it as a restaurant which i think is the reason why sydney is so invested in this place because it was a favorite of her father's and she wants to rehabilitate it so her and carmine having that commonality for the business i think is going to make a good partnership because he needs someone who's got that acumen that can pass that on to the rest because he's certainly not getting the the respect but he's also dealing with a lot of shit on his own and it's mostly coming from richie (laughs) 
he's got to get everything passed because i know as an owner i'd be like uh excuse me do i not pay your paychecks stop talking to me like that i don't know how you gonna get him three hundred thousand dollars in cash and michael what the fuck did you do with three hundred thousand dollars in cash because you sure as shit did not put it in this place he oh i know what he did i'm in love with the i'm in love with the that's the only thing i got that's the only thing that would go through that much money in a very short period of time (laughs) sydney gets back in the car with richie after they're done at the store with richie getting a call from well first he keeps calling carmine a lot of names and she's like look enough is enough right he's talented he won a a food and wine best chef when he was 20 years old that's a huge accomplishment and despite all the words you're saying you're not that stupid to not recognize talent or success you know and when she points it out to him he responds you're getting a little aggressive man or woman don't get behind the wheel when you're hysterical richie is very lucky that he walked away with this situation (laughs) without any physical bruises he does get a phone call from his ex he clearly doesn't like her but he does love his five-year-old daughter who misses her daddy he tells sydney that she's going through a lot of changes she didn't want to go to school she's crying and he's able to assure her with love and support so there's something there that he does care about of course once the phone call ends he's like she's five like someone else who want a food and wine she's like i can't never with you but he finally does admit you know i fucked up with the cigarettes and i think i got the wrong cock and she just replies yeah you did but i already went and got the correct one because i knew that you were being stupid carmy calls sugar about his sleepwalking after apologizing to pete for beating the shit out of him because apparently he needed to go to the er (laughs) he was so scared on the phone like up until this moment there were some little chuckle moments but I feel like the last five to ten minutes were hysterically funny and it began with pete (laughs) so so scared like uh yeah she wasn't sugar wasn't answering so uh i'm calling you he's like "Uh, i'll go get nat i guess natalie is her name sugar is what they call her and he's like no 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 i wanted to talk to you i'm gonna go get that (laughs) he's great it turns out that she could cook too because she was uh, making dinner and that's not how I make dinner. Not even a little bit. Uh, she tells him some of the things I already mentioned that he needs to take care of himself, that we need to, we've been going to a group. You should too. Uh, he's like, of course Pete would go. Shut the fuck up. You want me to shut the fuck up? No, 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 not you, sweetie. You didn't say anything. I'm not sure though you can say I'm fine after you say I wake up screaming and I'm having trouble breathing and I almost set my 
kitchen on fire because I was sleepwalking and I've been doing it for a little while actually since New York. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get this link and go get yourself some help because, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And she very much wants to communicate with him. She's like, I like when you tell me things. He then goes out and sees Ibrahim is working with Sydney on orders with a sense of urgency. Oh, right before that scene, Richie goes in to fix the caulk and he finds in a place that is not very well hidden whatsoever a note to to Carmine from Mikey and he is about to put it on his desk but he decides to take it away and put it back in its hiding spot I might have been curious to read it I thought that's where it was going and I don't even know if I would have blamed him totally for that it's it's very hard to not be curious especially when you lose someone in such a manner but he uh He may also fear what Michael has to say to his brother. I don't know. Or maybe he's trying to protect. I don't I don't know. It's still very uh, ambiguous what the relationship is and how it's affected Carmine. And I don't think that Richie is the uh, like he's Michael's best friend or he said he's his best friend. But what does that mean? But yeah, he comes back out and everyone's working. The place is clean. Sydney's handling it. So he feels comfortable enough to go outside. Uh, He thanks her for handling it. And then she's like, should I come into work tomorrow? He's like, oh yeah, no, you're hired. (laughs) Before going out for a cigarette. And then he realizes that he is the one that left the cigarettes on the stove, putting his whole entire future in jeopardy. So he's definitely finally looking at the link to the support group because he needs some help. I do know that because I know there were some nominations for the show. And that's pretty much how the episode ended. That the actor playing Carmine, Jeremy Allen White, won a SAG award for his. Uh, there's a lot of acting, a lot of. Yeah, here's one. Yep. SAG Awards, he got, uh, he won for Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Comedy Series. This is more like a dramedy, but sure, sure. Uh, The entire cast, though, the ensemble was also nominated. They didn't win, but they were nominated. Uh, The Golden Globes gave them some. (laughs) I didn't even see this one. Uh, They gave them, uh, oh, yeah. Critics' Choice Awards gave Jeremy Allen White Best Actor as well. But musical and editing, sound editing was uh, it's also awards that went out to those necessary folks. But yeah, I think that a lot of the supporting cast, I really like Um. The two mains we've gotten really is Carmine and Sydney. With everyone else, they're more like there. <laughs> they're beginning to jail, but they certainly could uh, 
could certainly do with a little bit more fleshing out and it's only the second episode so i'm sure i will get there but right now those are the standout performances to me but if you have uh, your own standout let me know blackercouch at gmail.com or you can see send feedback in for our third episode i will be recording on the weekends now Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, not going to (laughs) work. So my schedule will be coming out and it will be heavily laden on Friday, Saturday and Sunday Uh, with Sunday, most likely only being one show because I do want some part of my weekend. So look out for the calendar on Twitter. My social media will be below if you want to get that information until the next time. Peace, hair grease and blacker magic. Hustling, 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 hustling